0: Today on the podcast, we got two guests. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guys.
1: What's going on, guys? My name is Jake. Uh, We're your first form. You want more? That's it.
2: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do you want? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, my name is Jake. I'm a Pisces. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Favorite hobby. I like to party. Uh, yeah. Favorite color is yellow. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think <laughs> I, I think that's good. Jake uh, got a start at Supplement Superstores at his Young Buck and uh, was promoted mm-hmm. through the ranks and then eventually went over to first form and now kills it there.
3: I'm Colin Stark. Uh, I same story in 2013. Kyle Combs hired me uh, with something. That's why you're doing so well in life right now. It was, it was his purely guidance. purely my guidance. Yeah. in
0: life has led you to where you're at.
3: Yeah, no discipline, hard work on my end. It was Kyle. Zero. Uh,
2: he doesn't have any discipline and he doesn't work hard. So, yeah. hey man, you. Uh, but hey, on a cool uh, note, what? How old were you when you got hired?
3: 19. Yeah, 19, 2013. So I'm 29 now. It's been uh, coming up on 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling this story a couple minutes ago, but it, I think it's pertinent. Um, the first time I met Kyle, Kyle used to be a powerlifter. He used to be strong. I That's know, he true. He doesn't look like it, he used but to he be. used to be strong. I'm
0: still strong, bro. Yeah, maybe a bench Pound race, for pound. Man.
3: So how much <laughs> do you squat? I can squat <laughs> as much as you. Over 500.
0: All right, I could probably squat a little under you. Yeah,
3: yeah. But the first time I met him, he was squatting. And so he comes into my local gym, and I'm, mind you, 19 years old. I'm a bro. I got a cut-off sleeve, my nipples popping out. And this dude starts lifting. It's and he's squatting the bar as if it's, like, 700 pounds, like the most intense look on his face. Then he puts 135 on, and he puts, like, this... Icy hot stuff I've never seen before. Oh, the
0: blue stuff, man. The
3: blue stuff, whatever that's for horses or something crazy. Yeah. And then he puts his knee sleeves on with 135 and he's squatting 135 like it's 700 pounds. And I'm like, this exploding dude's such a from tool. the hole. Literally, like, yeah. it's the guy who benches with the bar like super fast. Yeah, yeah. And so Explosive. I'm like judging him because I'm 19 and I'm a bro. And then he works his way up. He hits like a triple at like 565. And I'm like, oh, okay. This guy's serious. Yeah. And I walked right over Colin, to him. And you I was were like, just
2: measuring. You were just keeping score from the corner. I was like, who's, who's, who's there? And then yeah. he went, whoop, I'm bigger <laughs> than you. Yeah. So that's yeah, funny.
0: Those are the heavy Kyle days. I was uh, I was not a small man back then. Oh, dude, yeah, that's a yeah. uh, train partner there. That's on the east side of the river.
3: Yep. That's a uh, Club Fitness that, in Collinsville, Illinois with Ken. Yeah,
2: Ken, my boy. Man, dude, those are styrofoam plates if I've ever yeah. seen them. <laughs> <laughs> That, he knee, had that knee right buckle was that. a really good yeah. sell there, Kyle. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the, the Instagram weights?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Dude. You can order them online still. I'm sure. Oh, Same with bags of cash. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: so yeah. Order some Instagram weights online, you know, do re, we can redo that. You know what I'm saying? Cause that's yeah. the only way I'm going to lift that weight again. Same. Anymore. I'm, I'm more, uh, definitely not lifting that kind retired of man. Retired. Functional. You got varsity that year though. So that's cool. I was, I was really going for varsity, made varsity, got a letterman jacket. And so now we're good. Um, so explain to everybody why you guys are in town. Uh, Cause you guys live in St. Louis, right? Where yeah. first form headquarters is at, mm-hmm. and you guys work at first form headquarters, Yep. but you are in town right now. Explain why you, you guys are, uh, visiting our lovely city of Kansas City.
1: Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is going out and meeting people, man. Like, Getting in the communities, meeting new friends, uh, setting up some high v's as well because they just started carrying our energy drink, um, and it's been awesome. We've been here about two days, yeah, and we've met some awesome people, uh, and just the area is fucking awesome, man.
2: Yeah, no, we, we really like Kansas City. Yeah, it's uh, obviously, <laughs> dude. Uh, <laughs> Move yeah, your whole I mean, life here. It's a different vibe from St. Louis a little bit, though. Is not it? one man? thing I have noticed. Though, yeah, what have like, you noticed?
1: Everybody mentioned oh. street names. Back home, it's like landmarks. It's like, oh, yeah, it's behind Walmart, you know, and Edwardsville. Like, here, it's like 82nd Street. They're like, dude, they, they're so precise. It's, it's, pretty, yeah. it's pretty amazing.
2: It's pretty difficult when you don't live here. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, so well, i I don't know where So, I moved here in 2016, right? I'm from St. Charles, right? Right outside St. Yeah. Louis. I don't know if you knew that, Jake. Uh, but, yeah, grew up in St. Charles and then um, moved from Springfield, Missouri to here, right? And so, it took me, like, literally over a year to... People would describe things to me, and I'd just be like, if it's not on my route to work, I've just never seen it. I can just assure you I've never heard of it, and I've never seen it. Oh, you ever been to this restaurant? Like, I'm at the store 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Like, no, Uh you know? And um, I had maps. Like, anything that wasn't to or from work or home. Like, I just for at least, uh, at least probably two years. like really? I didn't know how to get to the mall. I didn't know how to get to Walmart. I didn't know how to get to any place that wasn't work or home because both of them were right off I-35, so think of it as like 70 or 40 mm-hmm. in, in St. Louis. I-35 and 435 just kind of like run the city, it seems like to me. Was there any other highways I'm missing? No, I mean, it's those like are the ones that go. 430, yeah. 435 is like east-west, I-35 is north-south, and that's it. And so it's just like the first thing you see after you exit. So I'm like, ah, couldn't tell you what any street name is or what neighborhood that is. Or, I mean, it was weird. You know what I mean? Like I just knew nothing.
0: The the thing that's, that's in, in my opinion, most different between St. Louis and and Kansas city is St. Louis has got a lot of little neighborhoods and Kansas city doesn't have as many of those small little neighborhoods. And then also St. Louis, people always ask you what, what High uh, high school you went to. That's not, that's a common thing. Every, every different store that I managed in St. Louis, they'd be like, Oh, okay, cool, man. Like, uh, so what high school did you go to? I'm like, I didn't, I went to, I'm from
2: Kansas. So don't ask me that question. (laughs) Dude. Um, the other big thing I would tell you, um, it's, and it's like, this is an endearing quality. There's definitely things about St. Louis that is awesome, but like, like total game changer for me and why I love living here over St. Louis is the downtown. I live downtown. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not really cool to live downtown, I feel like, in St. Louis yet. They're trying, but I think they keep swinging and missing. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been told, like, the one life that turned into a Genesis downtown is, like, empty and, like, no one goes and so forth. And it's, like, a beautiful gym. So, it's, like, why is no one going, right? But it's centralized here. So, like, downtown is dead center of our city. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a north side and a south side and everybody just, it's the hub, right? Mm-hmm. And then in, Kansas, in St. Louis, obviously it's super east, correct? right? Yep. And so for whatever reason, it's just, um, it's not a place that people hang as much. Have and you guys so,
0: meandered that far out, out into the sticks of downtown here? Not but, yet. Not
2: it's, yet. I was out there. It's pretty, it's, I stayed. You, in been, yeah, 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 you guys for, did power and light once, right? Yes. Yeah,
1: fucking awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> super cool. Yeah.
2: You can uh, cuss on this podcast, by the way. Yeah, Don't was, hesitate. Uh, okay. Cool. You're good.
1: Yeah. It was cool, man. Um, I will say like the part where we stayed in probably wasn't the best. You
2: Airbnb'd? Yeah. yeah. I don't
1: know what part we were in. It wasn't the best. Um nice Airbnb though.
2: Yeah, yeah. You go east of downtown. Um but it
1: was like one street. Everything else was super nice. Sure. And it was just it was this one street that was like, yeah, it's know. it's
2: getting there um on the east side. Uh, I live in northeast Kansas City, and so like my neighborhood's really nice. Yeah. You go one street over, not so nice, right? You yeah. go a little across a little bridge, it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's actually talks of, um, and we're saying like, when I say there's talks, it's like, it's definite that this is happening. It's just a matter of where they're putting it, but the Royals are going to get a new baseball stadium downtown.
1: That. So they're going to move away from Arrowhead. What? Correct. Which is, it that, was next door. Yeah. Right.
2: But there's just zero, um, you know, community or, or, or economy that you could help. So when you have 82 games a year, right. That are, or, you know, that are going to be home. The, think about the level of which like you're bringing into your economy if you have things to do around it mm-hmm. right and so there's no shops there's no restaurants i mean it's, it's literally like, on an what, island out 20,
1: there 20 30 minute drive to downtown from there? seven minutes dude oh, for me seven. i can okay. get two.
2: i can get like two passing it right without yeah. like, doing all the turns to get into a parking mm-hmm. lot right but it's legitimately when i know like well, i own an airbnb so i i have to tell people like how close we are right yeah. so it's exactly seven minutes for me okay but it's just straight highway yeah and so there's literally nothing around it yeah and it's That's like a stadium dude it's yeah of course beautiful i'll there. never forget when they were building that one uh it was like i could touch the stadium from highway 40 yeah it was crazy yeah they built it to like a foot away yeah
3: well it's a whole experience yeah. when you're down there you have that you have the ballpark, like,
2: village. ballpark village like everything is that within second tier distance. just to open how's that down there
1: Cool. Badass restaurants. I don't know what they're called. We ate there before. Mm-hmm. Super good. And then I believe there's it's a hotel above it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well the Lowe's Live by Lowe's is down there
2: oh, yes. now. Yes. Yes. Right. They've so done some cool. events for Summer Smash there, which by the way, you guys know when Summer Smash is gonna be this year? Uh
3: in the summer. Yeah. Oh, summer. you guys are <laughs> worse. Usually
2: the third weekend in June, but for our yeah, listeners, Summer Smash is unlike any event you will ever go to. If you have the opportunity to get tickets, you should absolutely get a ticket. When it first started Um, Andy Frisella's vision for it was they hated that every single time they went to like any kind of uh, uh, event or expo that you would have to wait like hours in line to just like meet somebody that you wanted to meet, you know, some kind of representative of the brand, whether it be an athlete or a coach or et cetera. And so you would just wait hours to just, you know, get a picture and say in handshake. And they're like, dude, that's just not cool. Like that's Mm -hmm. just not exactly the experience we want our following or our fans to have. So they throw their own party they do it in St. Louis at their headquarters. You get to meet all of your favorite first form people. They are all there. And I've been in the room when Andy's talking to all of them and they absolutely will talk yeah. to you because yes. if you do if they don't, if they try to big league you or be too cool, see you later, they are no longer with the brand yeah. period. I remember,
1: a, I remember one year, I was, I, maybe last year, two years ago, you were fucking sauce. You were standing on the sports <laughs> chassis, dude. <laughs> hey, we
2: hey, can talk about that. Yeah, almost shut I it always down. Got man, us was banned for pissed. life. Yeah, yeah, that Sal. Sal, t- let me know. I Here's almost t- got e- Summer Smash e- shut down based on standing on a sports chassis with a bottle of tequila. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> you give somebody free bottles Here, of tequila. Yeah. I, I will say that there has been a. Uh, there it
1: is. <laughs>
2: I <laughs> I mean, hate. it. Hey, thanks Marissa for getting that photo with your there, phone. There's actually a couple of funny things Look about at Dylan, this photo. Dude, Dylan looks oh, yeah. like he's not having a good time. Is like, that Dylan? Jeff. Yeah, everybody rough. was everybody who doesn't know where they're at.
0: Jeff is actually having the best time of his life. This girl hanging off the sports chassis is so sad. Her yeah. yeah. Boyfriend yeah. just broke up with her or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she yeah. can't see past Dylan's shoulders. Bobby, our DM Bobby is having the best time. He loves life. Yeah, you I mean, know, he's
1: chilling. <laughs>
3: Phil's also Phil just knows time. you're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Phil is
0: like, you are uh, dumb and you're going to get in trouble. Yeah, Phil's judging. Uh, but this, you know, that,
3: know that girl.
2: Too. This gal's thrown up. Devin. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but what, what's interesting about our company is, you know, when me and Jeff started, uh, we were one of like, you know, 20 people. And, uh, our, our meetings back then were kind of, I mean, they were professional, but like. We were just a tiny company. There wasn't like a lot of rules to what we were doing. Obviously, we took our job really seriously, but it was just kind of a, you know. It,
3: we, we'll we, have fun later. We'll have, we'll, yeah. yeah. And It was it, a separation. It was business. We all show up on time. Uh, Notebook, two pens. I started with about 40, 45 employees. Uh, and then as soon as the meeting was over, buckets of beer got brought out to the table. They, they just yeah. arrived. Mind you, I'm 19, so there was no drinking involved on my end but sure uh-huh. uh, people uh, were watching yeah, yeah, yeah. rumplements that's oh, that's no. kyle and mike taylor's oh fault God. i'm a big fan i actually like rumplements a lot just sweet um, water so yeah you get done with yep. the meeting and then you get into the party mode and if yeah. it was a saturday meeting you're probably ended up on the east side and if you're from st louis or know of st louis well enough east side you cross the river in illinois that's where the, the, the TNA excitement bars. the
0: excitement happens yeah but the uh that's, that's, like ten, that's, that's the one that's thing a, that's a
2: solid ten years That's the one yeah. thing that's
0: so weird about like going to Summer Smash now. It's like you know you you interact with people who uh, you don't know who the shit they are. You know, it's like I don't know who you are, and they're telling us like where to go or what to do or something like that. And I'm like, hey, I'm Kyle. You know, nice yeah. to meet you. You know, and we have
2: nothing to do with any of the you know the pull off of the event. So me and Kyle don't. You know, you guys do. And, uh, for years we had a, we played a role in it, right. We played a part in it. I ran like the apparel, uh, sales one year randomly, you know, came up from Springfield and helped Mm -hmm. out with that. And to watch like the, um, the event get pulled off for, for a company that doesn't put on a ton of events, right. It is incredible how well run it is. So like, if you are thinking about going, just know that like, it's going to be first class from literally how they run it from how the urinals will look, how your, your porter potties are going to look on the inside. Like, they are cleaning all the time. I mean, they put on a first class event. And so like, it's not just a matter of like going because of the funness or whatever it may be. Um, that's a word now, but <laughs> last year there was uh, t- last few years. It's turned into more of like a concert series. I would say mm-hmm. in the sense of like, that's the main draw, you know, yeah. there used to be speakers. There was like a carnival year, one year. Uh, but I think they've really settled into the concerts because they've been such a blast. Yeah. Right. Uh Pitbull was there last year. Mm-hmm. Right. And then uh, Diplo. Yeah, that's yep. cool. I'm not with uh, Stevie Aoki. Stevie two years, Oki, two years ago. Nelly, Nelly Florida. Flo Nelly's been back a handful of times. Yeah. But uh, was there somebody else I'm missing? Was it, this Last year was just Diplo and Pitbull, correct? Mm, and yeah. I heard Pitbull was like the shit. The I heard Yachty, he was like yeah. unbelievable Yachty. entertainer. Um, so I don't know what they have in mm. store this year, but I would just say to anybody listening, if you get an opportunity, I exactly, they sell out in minutes. It's so Mr. Just, 305. Yeah, so. I mean, dude. Uh, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr 305 also uh, he's got other words.
0: Piboo uh <laughs> is I think how he says it. Piboo I mean- I
2: mean, dude, if I shaved my head and wore those sunglasses, it'd be an awesome Halloween costume. Do you remember
0: the first uh, Summer Smash when they freaking were lighting fires in the middle? It was kind of like, we're just going to throw some stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Some of the bikes. Yeah, Yeah. See what happens. I sat and I watched uh, Rob Bailey, uh, Marissa, tattoo 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 Rob Bailey's hands in, uh, in, in Andy's office. And then I watched them light the parking lot on fire i was like oh my god what is going You're on right now <laughs> <laughs> fuck am i <laughs> yeah, yeah dude when you we've, f- we've cranked it down a little bit on the on the you know dangerous sides the parties
2: that, that like you throw back then it's just like dude you don't know what to do right so it's like we had like a team of motorcycle stunt guys that were out there doing fun stuff and doing street tricks and stuff mm-hmm. like that and it's like what if they mess up yeah, we got right. just a hundred people sitting that's right the there that could
3: throw a bike into the crowd. That's what I mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, dude, it's that's a well, real fear. We had, didn't like, have
2: a fence. Like, there wasn't like a metal guarded fence.
1: Didn't somebody have a uh, choke on stage? Like they had like an eating oh, contest. Oh yeah, too. White somebody? Castle
3: yeah, eating contest. I, and a girl. <laughs> there you go. Was like, sho- what what are we yeah. A White Castle eating contest. Room. Right. We were watching. We're like. That's, she's messing around. No, her face real. is purple.
2: Yeah. Did they do the, uh so they also do Mud Runs beforehand? Like, it's a three-day event, you know, typically. And so, like, we, did we do a Mud Run last year? We oh, don't yeah. do Mud Runs anymore. We do a 30 for the Kids workout. Oh, okay. so, that's great.
3: Um, They did a 30 for the Kids workout at uh, one of the local high schools, and everybody it's got together. First and, Forms Designated Charity that they started. Yep, yep. So that that's a, it's honestly, I like it better than the Mud Runs, because sure. Mud Runs, the problem is, not problem, but the thing is, you're, you're going at different heats. You don't get the interaction, because ultimately summer one big workout's a lot more open. fun yeah you want to be with the yes. community yeah. for sure. and you're all on a football field it's everybody is and mm-hmm. you're sweating together you're dying together it's mm-hmm. hot you got that you know the turf little black pebbles all over you it's like uncomfortable mm-hmm. but everybody's doing it for the same
2: reason mm-hmm. so you have that i got a good 45 minute walk in last time i, I believe that <laughs> yeah yeah on I, the, on one track, of my one of my sweating together, yeah, dying yeah, together.
1: <laughs> sweating out the booze yeah the night before
0: all, all right there. so Guys, on this podcast, we're going to go over a few uh, a few questions that we have. We, we do uh, podcasts where we, we call it bro talk or five good questions. Um, and I think you guys will be able to add some to this because um, these are not just pertaining to us, but they're also pertaining to you guys since you guys have worked for our company for such a long time. The first of which being, how did you start at S2 and what made you decide to burn the boats and make this your career forever and always. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell <take laughs> you a
1: good man.
3: story. Go ahead.
1: Uh, yeah, so I was working at Planet Fitness, and I I got into fitness after a breakup, of course. Right, that's like a common thing. Got to get the abs. Got to get the abs. Yeah, dude, the abs, I, yeah I grew up as a chubby kid, really had no confidence. So I was like, you know, I'm going to work out. Watched YouTube videos, just fell in love with fitness. Uh, so I started working at the gym. Right, that's like the progression. And I was working front desk at Planet Fitness, and. Uh, This dude was, he was always there, right? He was always there. And uh, he pulls in, he backs into a spot. He had had a Mustang at a time.
2: Like a douche. Like a douche, right? (laughs) He comes in. How old was Colin at this time? 22, 23. So you went from this gym where you saw Kyle powerlifting to Planet Fitness?
3: Well, cause it was He's, the biggest gym and you, you understand, you got to work yeah. out where the people are. Yeah, yeah That's where all the people were. Hey, and it was a football throwaway. I've had yeah. a planet fitness. Hold on. Is this true. the Edwardsville I'm not, I'm not planet have. fitness? Yeah. two story yeah. monster. First, the, yeah.
0: the Edwardsville uh, uh, planet fitness is awesome. It's a, it's its own building. It's like multi-level It's okay.
1: massive. It's quality, massive.
2: quality planet fitness. Yeah, got it's you.
1: quality. So he, he backs in with his Mustang and I'm I'm 18, 19 at the time. I'm like, oh, and I'm like, yo, dude, yo dude, I fucks with your car. Right. You guys know what that means?
2: Uh, I do. Yes. Thank you. Okay, cool. You well, enjoyed it. You're
1: right. So this, <laughs> is, yeah, yeah. Well, you enjoyed yeah. it. <laughs> I like it. I thought his car was cool. I said, Hey, I fucks with your car. Yeah. And he gets pissed. Like his face turns super red. He's like, what? I said, like, I fucks with your car, dude. And he thought I meant like I fucked with your car. I was like, no, I fucks with your car. Uh, so the he, delineation in my F, head. It's F U X. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Right? Well, he didn't
2: spell it for me. Yeah. No, yeah. No. Well, anyways, uh, I so would have so, definitely been like, uh, yeah. That that meme of that guy like <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Go no, you're good. No. He was
1: pissed, uh, calmed down for sure. And then a few days later, Dave Watts comes in for a membership. And uh he's like, Hey man, you want a job? <laughs> I'm like, Where at dude? So I go over to something superstores in <laughs> Dave Watts is very convincing. Yeah, yeah you know, so I came over to the store. It was yeah. actually my first time shopping there. Uh, and then had an interview and Dave Watts was not there. So he interviewed me and it was just like, we came together and then he was cool. Uh, then I started working there, man. And You're I like, dude, you got that Mustang.
2: Yeah. He, yeah. The dude with
1: the Mustang with the, the red dude hair. With the Mustang. With red hair. It
3: was a sick, it was brand new. It was a cool I car, a but it was, it was, I'm nice. not hating at all, man. No, it was
1: cool. It was cool. But
3: to answer the, your question, <laughs> your
0: douchiness has nothing to do with your car calling. It, it, add it. <laughs> it, it added to it for sure.
1: <laughs> it added to it. Uh, but yeah, I had the interview and, you know, slowly over time, I realized like, this is not just a fun job where I get discounts on supplements. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I think six, seven months in, I was like, you know what? Like I have opportunity here, going to the meetings, having like Colin, um, helping me out. I was like, I'm going all in. So fucking dropped out of school, um, dropped, dropped out of college and just went all in. And now what 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 year was that? Uh, 2000 shit. I don't know that. 2018, six, six years ago, six years, seven. Seven, six and a half years so ago, 2017, so 2016, 2017, yeah, somewhere yeah. there. Yeah. Right after I graduated high school went to college dropped out um, and just went full time. I was like, you know what? This is, I'm going to make this work. And if I don't make it work, then fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're like one of the so, OG
2: like originals from an era that like I, me and Kyle are like post working yeah, for corporate, yep. if you will. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always just like, so who's like, who's like a player now? But, but yeah. that's, Cause there's always, there's guys and then there's like, they guys that everybody thinks are going to do really well long-term. Right. That's just not everybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's one of those things where I remember you coming up and being like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We need to pay you, attention. You know, you
0: mm-hmm. also watch first form go from old building to new building, you Absolutely, know, which yeah. I'm saying is like, it's very, uh, I'm sure during that time frame of your life, it's easy to look at that and be like, this is probably going to work out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. absolutely. Expectations change a little bit. Yeah. yeah. It,
1: it, it blows my mind. Like people still can't see the big picture and believe it's like, what the fuck? We're building two more buildings. Like yeah. we got this beautiful building. We're doing all these great things. And like, you still have, it's not a belief for the company. It's, 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 a, it's a belief in, in themselves Yeah. at the end of the day.
2: Yeah. At the end of the day, the, the way that it gets different is when things grow to that level and you have that many people, mm-hmm. you start to see how insignificant you right. feel. Yeah. And, and, and like, how come, you know, me, you know, dotting my I's and crossing my T's, you know, uh, on this thank you card, for example, how does this drop in the bucket really Mm -hmm. make a difference in this giant ocean of a pool here? You know, we have a little pond and so like everybody still feels the weight of their decisions, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's really, it's so much easier to hide. You know what I'm saying? When you're so big and so, it's, it can be difficult and daunting I'm sure to be a new guy and see all these people that have been doing it for 10 years and say oh I could be like them mm-hmm. like yeah. damn that's the that's I mean the the level of commitment is so different does absolutely. that make sense we have yeah, a guy absolutely. named Freddie Ford who works for us he's been one of our original guys he's a district manager now and now we're getting that that new you know line of people coming in that are brand new and they're like dude I can't be as good as Freddie mm-hmm. I'm like dude he's only been here five years yep Like it's nothing.
1: That ain't shit. Five years, like, dude. Yeah. You've been
2: over, you're you're six plus, you know what I mean? And so it's like, he's been here five and some change. And it's like, dude, that was not that long ago. But for most 18 to 24 year olds, are like I was literally not even like, I was literally just becoming a teenager Mm -hmm. five years ago. They can't see the forest, you know, past the trees, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your story? man
3: uh Tell so them, i was a, me. i was a customer a little bit longer than than jake was so i was a customer at the shiloh supplement Superstores. john quintal and some other guys who are ogs who are not with the company anymore but shout out I was shiloh a, illinois shout out uh i was a fat kid my whole life i mean literally i was a center in high school then i was a wrestler so i would go from they'd be like hey you need to gain weight for football and then i'd wrestle 215 so i go from 260 270 down to 215 and just through some, you know, four years of doing that.
2: Created then, some good diet habits for sure. You know, the old <laughs> ice, cube,
3: ice cube and one apple a day was literally my diet for wrestling. Like literally that. I love that um, you include the ice cube. Yeah, the ice cubes <laughs> counted because you're hey, chewing it. Doesn't yeah. it piss
0: you off now that you know you can have as many ice cubes as you want? I know.
3: <laughs> if it fits your ice cubes. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. But uh, so, yeah, I went through that. Really bad diet habits, um, you know, developed some bad eating, eating issues. And then after my senior year, I tore both labrums and rotator cuffs and stop playing sports when you stop playing sports and then you eat like you're still playing sports. I was almost 300 pounds, super unhappy, super Mm -hmm. unhealthy, self-conscious. Um, you know, and the guys at S2 helped me out. Like they helped me out a ton, helped me with my diet. Um, I kind of thought I knew how to train. I did to an extent, but you know, they really ultimately, I remember a conversation with, I believe it was John and he was like, Hey man, uh, he's like, what are you trying to do? I was like, well, I'm trying to get strong and, and you know, jacked. And he's like, well, like, are you trying to be a power lifter? I'm like no. He's like, are Are you trying to be like like what are you trying to look like? And I'm like, oh, I want to be like. And I'm 290, like, and 510. I'm not tall. 290 didn't look good. So basically, he had a hard conversation with me. He was like you need to lose weight. And so, long story short, lost 70 pounds. That's when Kyle started seeing me in the store. My all whites, you know, painting outfit, um, going to college, working full time as a, a drywall painter, and then you know, doing that full time and. uh, Then he offered me a job via Facebook text and interview. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing for work? You know, et cetera." After we had met in the gym that one time and then the store, and uh, I started with him. Well, whenever I started with him, I he doesn't know this, but I'd already applied with a guy who he took over for years prior, like 17 years old, mm-hmm. like in obviously 17 year old fat it's kid
2: kind of left you a bad taste there. Or? No,
3: no, I was fine. I was I, 17 year old fat kid. I did. Yeah. Why would they hire me in the first place? I don't sure. know. I was just kind of looking for a job. And sure. so then when it came back around, I didn't realize it, but like the help that they had put into me, was, was the education, right? They, they educated me on how to get results Yeah, empowered you. And then I helped my brother lose weight. So in the process of helping my brother lose weight, I realized like, this is what I want to do. And I can do this like, because I had instilled that belief by executing. And that's yeah, a lot yeah. of people miss, that component. Coming in with
2: no imposter syndrome is pretty awesome. Exa- well, not no imposter
3: syndrome. Mm-hmm. Because when you're 19 trying to help a 35, 40-year-old woman with three kids and you're trying to relate to her and say, well, I was fat and I lost weight, so you can do it too – she's looking at you going, well, of course you did it. You have no responsibility except for losing weight. Like you, yeah. that was your one. Oh, if we all work the store, it's cause you're a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's the thing is like, there was definitely some imposter syndrome that you have to work through and, and do that. But I helped my brother lose weight and, um, start with the job. And then whenever I burned the boats to, to circle to the end of that question was whenever I realized that I had the opportunity to impact Colin day one, you know, like that guy who, uh, man, it's getting emotional cause like I would walk through restaurants and, I would be (laughs) um, self-conscious of people judging me for being overweight. Like, nobody's paying attention to me walking to the bathroom at fucking Texas Roadhouse. No, no. But I would think that. Like, I would feel that. And I would be like, this dude needs to change. And so, luckily, I realized that I could do it, took action, did it. And then I had the opportunity to help other people do it. So, uh,
2: It's special, man. And I think that people really like at times can mock, you know, like what we do on a daily basis and and you know, try not to, you know, take it serious or throw stones at it because it's like we say, yeah, man, we we get to change people's lives and there's always somebody in the back of the, you know, room that's like, "Oh, good dude." Uh, you know what I mean? And it's like, "Yeah, man, it sounds like you've never really done that." Yep. Because if yeah. you've ever actually taken some time to 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 pour into somebody and watch that energy change and watch them change the image that they have of themselves and watch the, that that belief start to grow, um you're done. Like it's, you're so like, I, I can do yep. this forever. You know, it's yep. a, it's the easiest decision you can ever make when you really pour into somebody and watch that grow. And, uh, dude, I'm so happy you shared that. Cause it's just so difficult to, for people to understand truly like the weight and the gravity of what we get to do. You right. Dude, I
0: mean? And, uh, during that time in your life, man, um, you know, so I hired you, I hired you out of, uh, you know, doing the, doing the drywall thing and, and, I had just came into running a new store. The guy that was previously in the store had some issues that he, he had to go take care of. So he got fired. Um, and I fired almost the entire staff. And so it was just me, John Quintal and Josh Dowdy basically, and bringing you onto the team and having, you know, you there and that, that core of, of you and, and John, that that actually cared about people. It was like the launch pad for my career. Cause that year we won Most Improved Store. We really turned around the culture that was in um, Edwardsville and it kind of set it set my life. Well it set both of our yeah, lives I mean, you off were manager off. of the year yep. that yeah we we set mm-hmm. set both of our lives into you know a good trajectory with this company. And it was all because that emotion that you just shared with us is is, you know, a driving factor that made you care about every single employee. And you just believed in what we were doing and believing in what you were doing. It's like, it's led you to where you are now led yeah. you to be, you know, a successful member of the first form team led you to be a manager, you know, at supplement superstores, um, you know, the accolades that you received there. And so, yeah, I mean, you've been
2: instrumental ever since. You know what I mean?
0: It's been cool, man. It's, I appreciate it's, that. It's kind of yeah. cool to, to think about, like to think back on that because, you know, it was such a long time ago, but it wasn't all that long ago. It was only a decade ago, you know, that's fast. It happens fast, mm-hmm. dude.
2: But man, like if you, the, old, the old like um, the further we get away from like the starting line, it's fun to watch like the ripple effects of things for sure. Because here we go. We got Kyle, Kyle recruits Colin and, and, and hires him right now. Kyle, tell your story about how you got started. Cause this doesn't happen if this doesn't happen. Think about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but my, you know, one of my best friends, Mike Taylor, um, got a job working at, at supplement superstores, And that was in 2011 or 2010. Um, you know, we worked at a bar together. We lived together, and, and he was the one that kind of pushed me into wanting to work here. I remember being like, uh, I was doing an internship, and in, in, you know, for a summer, and and I was hating it because I was doing as many, I was working so many hours, and I was driving a lot, and the the industry that I was working in, I didn't really care for. And, uh, I remember I called Mike and I said, Hey man, if you can give me that job, I, I would still be interested in it. And he said, I, I can get it for you. And so I moved back and started working for supplement Superstores. And at the time I was doing, I was cleaning out for closed houses. So this is at the end of the, you know, financial crisis. So there was still a lot of foreclosings happening on houses. I was subcontracting through a company called Cypress, and I'd go in and clean out those foreclosed houses. And I was also still bartending and, and, uh, and working in the bars. And then I, on top of that, I was doing, you know, supplement superstores. But the time where I realized like, oh, it's time to really kind of burn the boats, um, It was, you know, honestly, if I, if I was going to say one specific point, it was probably just the accumulation of listening to Andy talk in meetings a couple of times where I was like, what am I doing? I'm not going to clean out for closed houses forever. I'm not going to, you know, work in a bar forever. And I'm, I can't work as many hours as I need to be working in the store. I'm going to quit these other two jobs. And mind you, when I clean out for closed houses, it was a thousand, you know, it was thousands of dollars per doing that. And I was doing a couple of them a week and I was making a lot of money doing that. And then I was also making a pretty good money at the bar. So I quit my two better, much, much more. I was, I quit my two better paying jobs so I could work full time at supplement superstores. And I look back on that and I'm like, man, everybody around me at that time was like, are you dumb? And, and I was looking at things like through this prism. I can learn way more at supplement superstores. And yeah, I might not get paid up front at supplement superstores as far as like a a lot, but I know that the higher end potential, my ceiling is just way, way higher, you know, at supplement superstores. And it might take me a decade to get there, but I'll be glad, you know, that I made that choice because eventually Cyprex stopped, you know, giving out contracts for for closed houses, you know, (laughs) Everybody knows the guy that's been bartending in a bar for too long. You mm-hmm. know, you don't want to be that guy. Um, and, you know, it ended up working out for me. And um, I'm glad that I did. And like I said, I think that if I was going to say one person or one instant that, that brought me to that, it was just the culmination of meeting Andy. You know, dude, at this point, Andy had like absolutely nothing. He was just like trying to figure it out. And now that I'm in the place that I'm at now, it's funny to look back and think about, you know, where he was at in his life at that point, because you know, we were just, as a company, we were just trying to figure things out. There was no first form. I mean, I think we had, the what thing, we had the thing is though, is that Andy first
2: from day one always had it figured out in the way that he spoke. And so, uh, it, you know, you can't see it yet, but it's already happened in his mind. And, uh, we have all kinds of proof of that and his, you know, his vision and what he cast and how it actually went down. And
3: it it's also, unreal. I mean, it, it's
2: all very, it's all real to us now, but like exactly where the new headquarters is like, I was definitely in the meeting when he was talking about like where it's going to be, what it's going to look like. I remember all the details of it. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that like we're talking like offices overlooking the gym. I mean, like all that shit was said. It's fucking wild. All I, the shit I, was said was wild. I was in, yeah. I was
0: watching uh, the, the, the uh, meeting that he did on a flat screen TV that we had in the back of uh, Springfield North, a 32 inch Vizio. When he said that there's going to, I'm going to fund guys to go open up stores in Kansas city. I mean, this is probably 2011, 2012. Mm -hmm. And I looked at that and I said, I'm going to do that. And I just went all in and I was like, I'm going to work... in in our job, the unfortunate thing that like you know about our job is that it's, it's all about volume. So, if I get myself to a certain level of like uh, quality of in- interactions I can have with people, it's just about increasing volume beyond that point. So, the more gym owners I can talk to, the more trainers I can talk to, the more you know customers that I can I can help, the more you know people I can go sample out to, the more, the more, the more, the more, the more I'm mm-hmm. going to get more return on investment, and that's just kind of the way that I looked at it. Beyond that point, and I said I'm just going to do more than everybody else, and if I do more than everybody else. I'm going to be the guy that goes to Kansas City. It took, you know, five years past that, but we still made it happen, which is pretty cool.
3: Well, I think part of that is the more isn't just more for you. What you did well was you developed people below you. So like, oh, you yeah. did it really well with me and John, and then you went to South County, then you went to Brentwood, then you went to you, and then you became DM for a while. Like you did it with the people below you. You replicated yourself to the point where, cause you can only help so many people. You can only talk to so many gym owners and all these things. And inside business, like if you're not leading people well, and Jake's seen evolutions of Collins leadership, Jake's seen when I tried to lead like Andy, which not everybody Doesn't can work. pull off. No. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no, but he's seen it. Like he's seen me come down hard on people, hard to the point where it's like, I look back and I'm like, man, I feel a little guilty. Like, you know, did they deserve to be reprimanded and talked to, yes, but not in the way that I did. Yeah, right? yeah. Right. But that's how Disrespect. I was coached yeah. and I responded well to it. Like certainly, yeah, me it too. Fixed what I needed to fix or, mm-hmm. or helped me. So I thought, well, everybody gets coached <laughs> like this. Well, mm-hmm. Kyle, he had moments where he go off, but like ultimately his coaching style worked really well. And I'm sure he, he has done moments of poor leadership, but he did that really well, replicating himself. And it taught me what to do and what not to do to an extent.
0: You have to, to be a good leader, I'm I'm almost certain of this now, is you just have to have seen a lot of different situations. And by situations, I mean, you have to have managed a lot of different people. Because until you've managed a lot of different people and you go, oh, that's that type of person, that's the way that I need to come at that type of person, you, you can't really effectively lead somebody in a blanket way, right? Mm-hmm. So, you can you can cast a message in a blanket way like Andy does, where he's saying this is what we're doing, and he has one kind of tone. But if you're managing people individually, like one on one, you have to be really specific with the way that you're you're handling each specific person. And if you haven't seen a lot of different people in your lifetime, somebody who's sensitive, somebody who's you know unemotional, somebody who's you know there, there's a lot of different types of people out there. And if you haven't managed all of them and gone through you know, situations with all of those different types of people, you're probably going to be an ineffective manager. And like I said, leadership is just a lot of It's just kind of copying at first. You're like, okay, this is what, you know, you responded well to Andy. I responded well to Andy. Okay. I'm going to turn around and I'm just going to be Andy. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it's like, you're not Andy. You know what I'm saying? You're calling. You can't do that. Right. <laughs> people and, see and through everybody, that and everybody, Yeah.
2: Everybody sees you like, Hey, we heard where you heard that from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, guys keep you talking know what I'm saying? We had a DM, um, you know, whenever I was coming up that would do the same thing with, with Andy. And it was like, dude, I, I drink with you. I know exactly how you are, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. And so when you start, when you start performing and stop being yourself is when you start to lose people, right? Um, my, my story is a little different. And, um, you know, I think the further back you go with our companies, like lineage, the different stories you're going to hear, right? Um, I mean, I got hired by Chris Klein and he didn't exist in that sense. So he didn't touch Springfield at all. Mm. Right. So I, uh, I just drive by um, a store that looks like trash. It's our old logo. It's the one that's on this hat that I'm wearing. Uh, It's the bears logo. Like Mm. that's the actual store sign at the time. Um, I'm in college. Uh, It's October of 2018. I'm sorry. 2007. Yeah, so I, was so. yeah it's, I, I was thinking 2008 and then I was like, uh, you know, but yeah, 20 uh, 2007 is literally the year, right? I graduate high school in 06. So there's my age. So I'm looking through and uh, I'm like looking for a job that like, oh, this place will probably have like free supplements right? Mm -hmm. I get a good deal on supplements like you were saying, Jake, and and, uh, it's a cool job to have while you're in college. I was also managing our student gym. And so I thought that'd be a good complimentary job. And again, all it was about for me was just a selfish, I would like free supplements. So I walk in, there's a massive dude working behind the counter. Um, And when I say working, I mean like sitting in a computer chair, lounged back on the computer, (laughs) like on my space or something (laughs) like that. Right. Um, Some more fun aging stuff right there. So he he stands up. I'm like, Hey dude, um, are you guys hiring? He's like, I mean, we're always looking for good people, you know? And, um, I'm like, what kind of benefits do you get working here? Do you get like free supplements. He's like, honestly, man, we sell stuff so cheap. Sound familiar? We sell stuff so cheap. Like it's, you know, honestly, sometimes it's like the exact price that we sell it for is what you get it for, but there's other stuff we get a better deal on. And he literally showed me there was like a book that had the different pricings on it. And he just showed me. Yeah. It's not, not the same now. Right. Yeah. Uh, application was like a a piece of paper application and not something online. Mm -hmm. I fill it out and hand it back to them right there on the spot. And I never hear from him again. And I don't even call to check up on it. Right. Like, I don't know. I just didn't even, and I didn't buy anything there and I didn't go back to shop there. Just walked in and said that. And I let him know on the thing, on the application that I managed the school gym. Well, come to find out Chris Klein used to manage school gym too. And so he was thinking, Oh, like this guy can, you know, infiltrate this gym and get people to come to our store and this and that. So I get a call in January of 2008, four months after applying, that's how many applications they got. I got a call after four months later after applying. So they're like, you still want the job? And I was like, yeah, i take that job. You're like, who is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I mean like, and, and Chris, you know, if this is how he talks. He's like, I mean, yeah, and you could if you want to you want to come up here and work a couple couple shifts. You can. I mean, uh, it's I mean, the job's cake, dude. Like you're not going to I mean, it's not going to be like really hard. And that's really like how he sold it to me. So I I, I try to find it. This is awesome. I map quested directions. Yes. Mm -hmm. Having a car in college was a luxury, by the way, of course. And so I like drove all the way out like 15 minutes from campus. Might as well have been an hour. And, uh, met him at the Springfield South location, which by the, at the time was, might as well have been like an office. It actually is the size of this room. Legitimately. So I go in, I go in, this is, I I won't get into (laughs) too much excruciating, any more excruciating detail, but I never got interviewed. I just was there for my first day of training when I walked in. And, uh, that was me sitting in a folding chair and a regular came in and sat down with us and all three of us just like chatted for an hour and a half, which is obviously like still a staple of yeah. our stores is just, you know, people coming in to hang out, you know, it's kind of a locker room vibe and uh, we're happy to see the, see you when you walk in. Right. And so that was what was going on and I just didn't see it. And, um, it was exactly of what you would think as far as it being like a blow off job. So, um, I was never in any monthly meetings or any weekly meetings. There was no expectations of me. There was no number system. There was, n- it was just like help the people when they come in, you know, and all the articles that I read to learn were all, um, articles that Andy wrote so like whey protein 101 article if you remember that one yep mm-hmm. um and so it was cool and anyways uh the time i learned to burn the boats was was very different um i had gotten um i had started to see like what andy was doing because we would get the emails from Jason Kane and Andy down in Springfield and um they were starting to grow first form and it was fun to watch first form get launched like that was cool that was part you know i got to see that but it, again like you didn't take any of it serious you're t- you're 19 20 years old you know like and you the, you know, the first jugs of level one guys set on the side of the bottle, the world's best protein.
3: <laughs> level
2: so one light. Pretty bold. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Pretty bold. Well, thing.
0: we already know what the uh, energy drinks were going to be called. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
2: So it said the world's best protein on the side and it, and it, and it like described why. And of course at the time I just like didn't have any grasp. Right. I was just kind of like, okay, dude, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, oh, you're not even in a magazine yet. Like, you know, no one I know has ever taken your stuff. So it's just pretty bold. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's always how Andy's been. And it's like, obviously worked out really well for me, thought big. And so he puts that on there and backs it up with quality products, and um, you know we had watermelon and and, and tropical punch were the two fr- first flavors of Formula One, and uh, they were good, you know, compared to their, you know, obviously like now we we're spoiled, right? But back then that was really awesome, and so I burned the boats in a moment when um, I decided like whenever I graduated, okay, I'm gonna like become a manager here, and it was watching the growth of the company and we had our first ever awards banquet and I didn't win anything. And I remember thinking in my head like, dude, I do, I, I think I'm really good at this. I think I'm just as good as everybody else. Why the hell did I get recognized, you know? And at the time we were very much a sales driven place. Like it wasn't so good on customer service. And so that was where my gift was, was on sales side of things and relating with customers. And I was also grew up a chubby kid and wanted to be lean and so on and so forth and could relate to these people that are trying to get in better shape. And dude, um, I'll never forget like sitting up there, um, they awarded the first ever manager of the year to uh, Tyler Jackson, RIP, mm-hmm. and uh, that dude. Like, I was like, man, I know I can beat this guy, you know. And so the next year, we went and we won different awards. Kyle's won every award. I've won every award uh, throughout the whole thing. But I just remember thinking in my head, the like, core
0: values award.
2: Yeah, I I genuinely was like looking for the recognition mm-hmm. more than I was looking for the career, which is kind of sad, but true. Yeah. It's just the truth. I I really cared about. Um, you know, getting credit and being recognized and, and, you know, being the best and all that, was what mattered to me more. And so even whenever Andy was talking about opening, a, uh, opening up a franchise, they had already like tapped me to be like a salesperson uh, with first form. And I was going to go around the country uh, and get half the country with Sal. And the other half of the country was going to be me. And I would get like a company car and be like an account exec, you know, mm-hmm. for first form and sell it. And I was like, you'd total, be Brian teach. Yeah. I was totally loving that yeah. idea. You know what I mean? I was totally loving that idea. I was like, I could do that for sure. My, all my family and friends were in St. Louis. Like, this is what I'm going to do. And so I didn't even entertain Kansas city to be honest with you. And so I got a call from Andy after like S- Springfield started to come on and, and, you know, Kyle was getting recognized. Mike Taylor got recognized. Um, we sent people up like Robbie Mule and Brock, Steve Pona dudes that have that did well in the company for a while. And, um, yeah, I get a call from Andy and he's like, who the hell else is going to go to Kansas City? He's like, and I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, I I never really thought about it. You know, I've always wanted to be the first form guy, you know, whenever the first form starts to take off, you know, and he's like, Jeff, shut up. I'm trying to make you, I'm trying to help you make a good life decision right now. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And he's like, and get you out of my hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. Fuck. yeah. yeah, He's like, I don't really want you to move to St. Louis. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, but he, yeah, he was like, dude, I'm trying to help you make a good life decision. And, dude, I'm glad he did because I didn't think about anything else after that. That's all I thought about was just how do That's I get wild. my own.
1: How long from that conversation up until you moved to Kansas City?
2: A really depressing four years. Four years. Yeah, and I was one foot out the door from that day on. So it's like, I wasn't investing in relationships down there. Yeah. I wasn't like thinking about buying a house down there. I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking, I wasn't even like letting myself be present to the time and yeah. enjoy it, you know, but I was also told like I was going to be gone at the very latest by like summer of 2013.
1: See, that's the deadlines, man. That's what fucks people up. The, that was, uh, uh that
2: was the, uh, the Andy Frasilla PW like we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The, <laughs> the big thing, Great point. you
0: know, we did yeah. learn a lot in that time frame. is you definitely don't Here's the thing: you don't give out timelines, and it's not because you don't want to hit those timelines. It's because business is dictated by cash flow. Business is dictated by revenue, and it's like, yeah, I would love to go do this by this time frame. Yeah, I would love for us to have this thing done by this time frame. But it's highly dictated upon.
2: And it's one thing to say, guys, like in leadership, when you don't give people timelines, and in and, and, and reality, false hope at times. Um, it's one thing to say, like, hey, we're gonna open this store or we're gonna open this. Uh, building. I was told directly, Jeff, you're moving in this time, mm. which is like, you know, very different. Yeah. You're yeah. talking to an individual employee and they're planning their life around it. Mm-hmm. And so, man, you know, I've for sure forgive him for that and all that. It's just one of those things where it's one of the things where I could have taken something so personal and quit, which I definitely thought about sure. a million times. Right. Because it's like, that wasn't fair. Who cares now? Who Mm -hmm. gives a shit now, right? Like I couldn't, couldn't care less. But at the time it was everything to me. You know what I mean? And so uh, it's funny to think back on those times, but it's just like, dude, I always try to tell my staff over and over and over again, our team here, like guys do not think always like a year ahead or two years ahead or your opportunity, like just be where your feet are and look around you and be super grateful for the people that you get to work with every day because these are the good old days. You just don't even know it yet. Mm -hmm. You know, what's, uh. What's something you guys would go back and tell yourselves? What advice would you
0: give a young Colin, a young Jake? That one, the the stuff I just said. Yeah. Back in the the day. But no, I'm saying something that's specific to you guys, specific to your story. I I would
1: literally piggyback off of what he just said about, hey, it's going to take longer than you think, right? Mm. And, you know, I always had this this idea that, hey, I'm going to be where I want to be in a year from now. And I I set these timelines to, Hey, I want to make X amount of money. I want to be in this position. And, uh, it's going to take a lot longer than you think. Right. But also, you know, understanding that time fucking goes fast. You need to be urgent and you you can't keep kicking the can down the road because, you know, old me, you know, I, I, I would work towards something, but I don't think I was as urgent as I could have been. Um, like
2: if you didn't get the result as quickly as you wanted, it dictated your pace, maybe correct, a little bit. Correct. And okay. It, it,
1: and it would hold me back for sure. I would have, you know, get hot then get cold and get hot and get cold. And, you know, looking back, it's like, you know, every day matters. And, and if you want to get to that end goal, you got to make sure you're just fucking winning one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And I think so many get people get caught up in the end goal and they don't focus on the process to
2: get there. Right. Results um, driven versus process. driven. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Also
0: age speeds up time when you're 22, a year feels a lot different than when you're 32. So yeah.
2: it's, it's funny how no one like, ever really thinks like that, but it's the craziest yeah. concept. Like, yeah, that was a 22nd of your life, right? Yeah. Now it's a 30th of my life. And yeah. now it's mm-hmm. like a year fe- seems much shorter just because it's, and you're, a less you're, you're also your looking
0: at things mm-hmm. through the, through the perspective of like, well, high school was four years long. So high school was a long time. Like I was in high school a long yeah. time. And if uh-huh. something's going to take me four years, I mean like, dude, that's a long <laughs> yeah. time. And then that's then literally you what you look
2: on. at. That's exactly what you look at it through yeah. is college or high school of like, dude, I was a different person four years ago. And it's like, yeah, it's not like that post-college. Mm-hmm. You're post-high school. You yeah. know, it's just not the same. Yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. It's,
3: it's what about you, dude, man? I'd say two things come to mind. one going back to kind of what you guys said, perspective, like keeping perspective of like what you get to do. So he said it multiple times and people might, may or may not have picked up on it. When Jeff says, I get to work with these people and I get to help customers and I get to make this impact. He means it. And he's not just saying it to be like a leader, rah, rah, get the, no, he means like he gets to work with Kyle every single day. Right? Like I get to work with Jake. I get to travel for my job. I get this opportunity. We were having this conversation yesterday. I was like, bro this is our career. Like, this is what we get to do. Mm -hmm. We get to come to Kansas city and go make friends. Like how cool is that? How amazing Mm -hmm. is that? We
2: sell, I mean, things that help people in air conditioning every day (laughs) in the middle of like, it's like, this is the, I mean, the cakest of all like ways Mm -hmm. of you can help people and make money. It's crazy.
3: Well, and so a practical way to do that, like perspective wise that has worked for me is identifying what I'm grateful for and like writing it down like actually physically writing it down, not in my notes section. Like I like to write it with a pen or, you know, pen and paper. Like Mm -hmm. that helps me personally and doing that on a daily basis. Like, like, right. Just, I pick three things. Like, I know there's a million different ways of journaling and this and daily stoic and all these things. Cool. Do pick one, find one that you can do Mm -hmm. that resonates with your life and that you can build into your daily routine and do it. And it can be quick. Like my daily gratitude is not 18 minutes long. It's like, Sometimes it is three minutes. It's a minute per. I write it down and I think about it and I go, okay, I get to do that. Even three
2: minutes, I think is impressive dog. Yeah. And
3: you know what? For the right guy, three minutes is a good day. (laughs) That's impressive. Um, that might even have a shower in it too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. But, uh, and then the second thing, uh, you know, it's on you. Like it's your fault. Like everything's your fault. You were the cause of it. So like the outcome is caused by the actions that you've taken or not taken. Right. Like there are uncontrollable factors and yada, yada, but we always talk about in our companies, the one guy or the one thing, the one, you know, asterisk, well, you can't live and die by that you have to focus on the things you can control. Right. I know so, a guy
2: that did it this way and he didn't have to work hard at yeah. all. Yeah. We all know guy who can eat like, a
3: pizza and be shredded. Well, I'm bo- not that
2: guy. Oh, it's like, dude, every, man, everywhere is someone, um, As something we've talked about a lot lately in our in our company and that's everywhere somewhere in their journey, right? Some people are blessed with some natural skills, right? But for you to really like level up in life and to go into more responsibilities and stuff, there's gonna be so much discomfort along the way that people just don't understand. It's that like, some things really come natural to you and that's where you usually lean into, right? Like that's where your career starts or that's where you start to make the decision of I'm going to go all in because you're like, dude, I'm good at this, yep. right? And then you get to a new responsibility and you have to have a new skill that you're just not good at. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? For some people, that's just like posted on social media, right? Mm-hmm. Some coworkers, like they just do not like doing it. There's other people that don't like sales. They don't like talking to people. You know, there's other people that have no operational skills and they don't like to do anything in the back. Like mopping the floor is the hardest thing. That's me. Um <laughs> Little, just dumb shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's funny because like, that's where people quit. It's like, Oh, so stuff that doesn't naturally come easy for you. You're going to have to get really uncomfortable with yourself. You're going to have to start working at things that aren't, aren't, aren't completely natural to you. And it's going to be really uncomfortable along the way. And it's not going to be fun. And it's not, it's going to feel like work every single time. And Mm -hmm. if you don't work at it, you're just going to keep being the same person. And so a lot of people max out as being like a really good salesperson, right? Or they, they can't lead a team, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't like to lead themselves in every aspect. And so like, you can't just be like, the really good at this person. And like that to be, you know, for you to be a complete employee or for you to level up in life. Like you really have to understand the frictions coming at some point, right? The guy that gets abs and he doesn't have to try hard. Eventually his metabolism is going to die out. It's going to catch up with them. And they're going through it for the first time. We had one of our DJs, her name is Jenny Matthews she uh she's one of our uh, like ambassadors for our brand mm-hmm. she's on the 213 flashpoint right now and she's like jeff i'm 40 and i've been like a string bean my whole life and she's like i just now i've had two kids like i just now can't get away with anything anymore yeah. and she's like i'm struggling mentally hard cuz i've never had to do this I'm like, welcome. I was 12. You know? like I, was, I was welcome to when I was seven years old. Yep. You know what I mean? Which is funny as hell, but that's just genetics. You know what I mean? So everybody's going to come to it eventually. It's just a matter yep. of, you know, pay now or pay later. Right. Yep. When I
3: think the skills developing those skills, you have to go out of your way. Like we have so much resources when it comes to podcasts and books and all these things. Like you can find a way to develop skills. And this is funny. So I, I like stories, but whenever, before I got hired with Kyle, okay, mind you a kid, fat his whole life, self-conscious, like couldn't do well with ladies. Let's be real. At 18 years old, that's what you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. How do I pick up girls? So when I go to college, I'd go to parties and I'd be like, me and my best friend at the time, he was also a fat kid, super big into gaming. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, we go to these parties and we were, we've like, we need to figure out a way where we can talk to chicks. Like that was like our strategy. Like how do we do this? So we, this is so funny because it leads perfectly into S2 in first form. So we'd start going to the party and we realized if we talked to all the guys at the party first and made friends with them, that now we're Colin and, and Mike, the guys, like we're those guys. Like, go up, Hey, what's up, man? How, you know, thanks so much for bringing us to the party, et cetera. Well, okay, well, how do we take it to that next level? So then we started going by McDonald's. and has like five, 10 bucks. And we bring McChickens and McDougal, McDoubles to the party. <laughs> yeah. So we'd walk in and we'd be like. Yo, hey, whose party's this? And they'd be like, Oh, it's you're literally Jess. adding value to the party. Yes. Yeah. And so we'd Love take we'd be like, ah, oh, we got a couple extra sandwiches from McDonald's. We snagged a few. If I want yeah. any? And then we did that every we'll once in a while with alcohol, bag, too. Dude. I was yeah. about to
0: say, if you did that to me, I'd be like, can you bring me beer next time? Yeah, what the fuck is this guy? So we did it
3: with alcohol. Yeah. So anyways, we it created this where we would show up with stuff and we'd make friends with all the dudes. And then when we talked to girls, imagine I'm talking to a girl, Jake's friends with her. He's like, oh, dude, mm. that's Colin. He's the man. You got to yeah, talk to him. They all so think highly of you guys. We learned how to develop the skill of socially interacting with people by necessity of wanting to hang out with females like literally that's yeah Yeah. like say Colin you want to I I got a wife I love her to death but that Uh was that was it's 18 year old Colin that's what my thought process that's where I was but it I it was forced to develop the the skill is the the, whole point let's
2: go back to it I mean dude at the very beginning of all this and what makes you special Colin is that you were very intentional about what you wanted and you made a plan and you worked the plan and it was also authentic you did like hanging out with those guys you weren't actually like this sucks having to pretend to be friends with these dudes you didn't you enjoyed it yeah. Right. I mean, you made new friends. I'm sure you're still friends with some of them to this point. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, I think that's freaking awesome, dude. They I all became awesome.
3: customers, best too. Yeah, you're welcome. Let's yeah, dude, helped his <laughs> career. Yeah, man, that's awesome.
2: And, <laughs> and and dude, also I will say this too. Like, Colin's grown up a lot in front of me and Kyle, and it's been fun to watch. And and dude, um, your relationship with your wife is awesome. I think yeah. a lot of other people envy the the love that you guys have, and and I think that you guys do a great job of of sharing the ups, sharing the downs, and uh, your wedding is super dope. Um is, uh, the fact that you guys were able to, I think, uh, I think she posted it and it was like, you guys had, you guys got married and it was a beautiful wedding and it was like under 10 grand or under five grand or something crazy.
3: Yeah. Her dress was $49. Um, and off of like online, some like whatever, I don't know. She bought this dress. The pants I'm wearing right now are Uh literally my wedding pants. They're Lululemon. Lululemon, Yeah. Some ABCs. Um, Yeah. uh, I don't know. These are vent light I'm like, Oh, you, uh, you pants. paid double
2: for your pants <laughs> and she waited for a dress. Yeah, no, literally. So, <laughs> yeah. so
3: I got these pants. It was a cost effective thing. Cause we realized like we were going through the whole process. You of, Airbnb, like, the
2: venue, right? Airbnb,
3: yeah. the venue in Tennessee, in the mountains. Right. So like then all of our friends stayed at this 12 bedroom house and they hey, helped out. Yep, that's my wedding. That's his Hell wedding. Yeah. That was dope. That was but, a good time. But we we got you. so
1: drunk.
2: <laughs> hey, man, those ladies, Cabo, cut, not man. bad for a couple of fat kids, I know, huh? Oh, man. Yeah. No, I definitely fat I'll kids punted, unite. I'll punt yes, the cover. <laughs> um,
3: But, yeah, no, it was it was cool. We did the Airbnb thing. Everybody helped out, you know, because they were staying there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, we realized, like, and this is no offense anybody, because had a big wedding. But, like, and he, Mexico, so intimate wedding too. You know, 40, 50 people, both of us. Mm-hmm. And we realized, like, the intimacy behind having that wedding where – like it, it was special quality time for with us. everybody, every, not yeah. just the stop by. Yeah. Well, and everybody's response was exactly that. They were like, This was like we felt like we All were right, there. there we go. Mm-hmm.
2: Kyle did a fifty person wedding as well, and it was the same thing. It was like the whole weekend was like everybody was in it together. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? everybody bonded.
0: I, I did a I I did a a, a I, for, for my wedding, I she's beautiful, I, Colin. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> she's sexy. Yeah, I gave she's I beautiful. gave a speech and I said, Every my the fifty most important people in my life are in this room right now. And uh, I didn't really think about it before I said that because afterwards my mom was like, your sister's
3: not here. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oops. I stand by what
2: I said. <laughs> yeah. well,
0: she couldn't make oh, it. No, That's her fault. Like, oh, no, I said I said what that. I yeah. said, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oops. <laughs> That's funny. Man. All right. So next thing we're going to go over, we're going to do an Instagram deep dive. Oh, jeez. And we're going to find some pictures that may be a little embarrassing. Oh. I don't know. You got anything for us, Luke?
2: okay uh,
3: oh what wow. the fuck missouri state is that the bear
2: that my is of uh,
1: the best suit for christmas if you could have only seen his face on.
2: <laughs> so people who don't know that's just uh, a, that's just an edit because it's a bear suit not best suit but the bottom line is like my dad legitimately asked for like a bear costume for christmas uh my dad's a very unique individual love him to death he uh he's gotten actual multiple bear suits he uh, he for like christmas a, like a
1: fairy like does he go dancing a furry change? you're furry? saying
2: yeah. you call him a fairy Fa- fairy fairy a furry uh no he's not a furry jeff's gonna no. try and make
0: you feel dumb for not knowing about furries yeah, you're not in the
2: Sorry, furry culture <laughs> not in the fur culture <laughs> <brought it> <laughs> no dude so he um uh, he he uh it's really just hard to describe because uh, yeah, like yeah that photo is literally just what he got for christmas and uh he's chilling with my dog and my dog's terrified because it's a bear Yeah. And it's like a lifelike bear costume. It was a really good one. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, we all went in on as a family at the time. I probably threw in a hundred bucks, Yeah, you know, but at the end of the day, like that's just my dad. I've only described like it for Halloween, for example, he wears that kind of stuff. His goal is to just get the most attention possible. And so he will do these over the top grandiose things to make everybody look at him. This makes sense now. I know. I know. And so um, when I do it, I'm embarrassed now. You know, I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> so when you guys show me on top of that sport chassis, I'm like, oh, no. I mean, Who's that, that guy? Not a proud moment. Uh, but I will say, um, yeah, it's cool that he does this because on Halloween, it always just makes for the best stories because he'll sit outside like in a chair and he'll just sit still like it's a statue and not move an inch and wait for like an eight-year-old to walk up. And just be like, <gasps> <laughs> when they get close to the can in like, dude, he's got it all on video and like a ring cameras and stuff, but he looks like a statue out there and people think he's like stuffed. And Love so it. yeah, it's worth it. Oh, wow. Oh, John Meadows, RIP. Damn. That's in Kansas city. That's oh, no. Kansas city the photo. Right there. Is oh. a uh, was a pro show for a few years and it was awesome to have, you know, some of the best, of the best bodybuilders coming Jeff, to he was a, stacked. There's a couple of things going dirty.
0: on in this <laughs> like, photo. I'm making you two look very short. Yeah. And I also am out angling both of you. Um, you, are, yeah, you. You are you are looking two thirty. Yeah, yeah, you're looking pretty
1: thick too. I'm
0: looking. I'm like a thick. I'm thicker than a Snickers in that picture. Yeah,
3: yeah. You're just trap daddy. Jeff's got them traps, man.
2: Always have. Best of KC genetics.
3: Oh, look, yeah. Sal gave a little comment on that one. Yeah,
2: he's Damn, talking to simply really. John Meadows, but 300, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, three hundred. Yeah, He's like fuck the other two guys, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. John yeah. Meadows, cool dude. Three hundred weeks ago. There's a fun fact right wow, there. that's a long Three hundred weeks ago. That's crazy. Good Instagram deep dive. What else you got, Kyle? Uh, well,
0: I guess we're uh, last thing we're going to talk about is we we are finishing up seventy five hard. Jeff guys, told me I actually, actually got hard. an extra yeah. day to do it. I have to. I finish on next Tuesday, and I no, thought it next was Monday.
2: Monday. <sighs> next Monday. You thought it was Sunday.
1: Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys cleared that up.
0: Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying I'm done on. i Monday's our last day. Correct. Uh, so what's your plans post 75 hard And uh, if you guys have done 75 hard, give us some feedback on, uh, on what you guys' thoughts
2: of, of doing it are. First, uh, I'll say I'm finishing up, yeah, on that Monday. And Can't wait
0: to see you just eat like a pig, just straight back <laughs> to the way you used to do. Things. Specifically like
2: a pig. Um, there's a new, uh, barbecue spot down the street from my house called Wolfpack barbecue. And I'm so pumped to have more of it. I tried some of it. It was amazing. And so like, I'm going to definitely go in on some barbecue, but, Besides that, dude, it's just really like, I'm just psyched to, um, continue that if that makes sense. Like there's no part of me, like I'm going to have to be intentional every day with what we talked about, like your plan of exactly what the next day looks like. I tried, I talked to this on the last podcast. I once tried to do 75 hard after the fact and would just pick and choose one thing a day that I wouldn't actually follow through on if I didn't need to or want to. Right. Um, so you can still have fun at that wedding or, you know, at that special event, or I went to the Super Bowl during this 75 heart, that sucked, not drinking a beer. Um, but, but if I didn't know exactly what I was going to choose not to do the following day or something, and you start letting yourself just choose things that are just more convenient for you in the moment is where the, the actual disconnect comes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the very first time that I like had somebody come in and be like, Hey, you want a beer? And it's like, well, you know, that could be my thing today that I just don't follow. Right. Yeah. And you forgot that like you had plans to do something else that was going to involve food later that day or, you know, and you're not tied to anything. You're not on day 48, you know, you're not thinking in your head, I made this commitment and, and, uh, it's just very easy to let one mistake turn into two when you have the thought process of, yeah, this is convenient. This is what, this feels good in the moment. I'm going to shoot from the hip here. And so, you know, I truly haven't sat with what I'm going to do because I'm going to South Africa a week after this is over. I'm going to spend 10 days in South Africa. If he can um,
0: find his passport. Oh,
2: wow. I just know I can't. So next, uh, so Monday the 27th, I'll be in Dallas for 24 hours to (laughs) simply get a new passport. Um, That's true. So So what
1: are you doing in South Africa?
2: Dude, uh, my girlfriend and I, Hannah. um, You need to start giving stuff like that to your mom so you don't lose it. Or Kyle. (laughs) Kyle, dude. We, we're not even gonna go down this path but yeah i agree with you it is embarrassing Have i lost, lost my, my passport. passport
0: are you talking about kim's my mom now kim definitely handles a lot of that stuff he handles
2: mom. all of it so yeah. anywho kyle's a big baby doesn't do shit now he's a dad but at the time whenever he met kim he was he lived on a mattress on the ground so <laughs> anywho um back to being an adult and I, <laughs> I have to, in South Africa, I have 10 days of, uh, just straight up. Like I have done very little traveling. I'm sure like you guys, we decided to just work our twenties and do nothing but put yourself in a position where you have a more freedom. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, with that freedom comes trying to travel. And I think traveling and vacationing are very different things. Vacation, you were there to enjoy, you know, a drink on the beach traveling. I want to see things. I want to experience, experience. things. I want to experience cultures. I want to, you know, rough it if I need to rough it or Try some cuisine I would be afraid to try here in town, and so we're um, Bro. we're trying to we're Bro. trying to enjoy South Africa.
0: Traveling and vacationing are different dog they're the same thing man you're getting on a plane you're I, going get what you're saying i get what you're saying too yeah you're just saying one one's a vacation that's relaxing and one's a vacation where you're just doing
2: stuff Yeah, you're hiking and shit no but i feel like, like you're there's a, the the intense totally different like i don't work so hard in my head that I'm like to go i'm not gonna have fun here i'm just gonna experience <laughs> <It's>, this <laughs> i don't know Well, here's the thing is like the truth is is i don't know if it's gonna be fun it might suck I have no idea. I've never been to South Africa, and I've done zero research. I mean Mm. zero. I've not done even a Google. (laughs) So, so there's a. You guys are familiar with Trova Trip at all? No. No. So you guys know Matt and Bonnie, Matt Vincent. Yeah. Okay. So we've become friends with Matt and Bonnie over the years, and Matt is and Bonnie put on these trips, Mm -hmm. and they just said like, if you guys want to come with us to Peru, trip correct, Mm. and so. It was just straight up like, hey, you guys want to go with us? We had Matt Vincent on the podcast, by the way. And so fucking awesome. mm -hmm, So him. So he like puts this link up there. I said, like, hey, dude, I'm actually considering this It's relatively inexpensive. You just got to pay for your airfare on top. And I was like, do you guys have to like, you know, work this thing? Is this like a thing where like all of your followers come with you and and you have to like perform for them? And it's not really going to be like us hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. And he's like, no, dude, I'm tied to nothing. Like it is straight up just like we're going on a vacation with y'all. That's it. Where I don't have awesome. to do shit. And Let's I was go. like, okay, perfect. I'm in. So I'm like, cause they travel and do all kinds of fun shit all the yeah. time, right? Yeah. So I'm like, hey, uh, you're gonna do all the itinerary. I don't have to do any research. It's just like Should take my money up. and go. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're gonna swim with sharks and we're gonna like go to one of meerkat sunrise That's you know. not gonna be fun. Yeah, that sounds yeah. sucky. You don't know if you're gonna have fun. <laughs> I did zero research, but uh, I know the well, itinerary the heart. <laughs> Well, hear me out. Like, dude, I, he, hey, like, I don't know what kind of vehicle like the vehicle that I have to get in. I might be sitting like this looking at these meerkats. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I might be hating live. It might be at 4 a.m. Like not shit you want to do on vacation typically, right? So the hike to get to the top of this thing might be really brutal. I don't know. I've not looked at the itinerary all the way. I just know that I'm like swimming with sharks. You're going to be going on vacation and it's going to be fun. So
0: sweet. I would guess you're going to be okay. okay. Look, here you go. If you want to, this is a fun website. Look at this fun website. If you
2: want to mock my theory on traveling and vacation, safari game drive. Yeah. Do the optional activities. We did both. (laughs) Shark cage, diving, meerkat, sunrise, safari, (laughs) Hey, catered lunch. It's a fucking bologna sandwich and an apple. If you don't get a picture,
0: like hanging out with a penguin, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Where's the penguin park? Penguin kayak trip.
2: Dude, how yeah. dope. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm excited. I hope you
0: have fun traveling,
2: not on vacation. Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> going to be us right there, apparently. This is the Honest to God, like the yeah, first I've looked at terrible. this. Yeah, dude. Yeah, Matt's. Matt's, Matt's belly's going to be yeah, there. I like that. <laughs> Just a thumb and an elephant. Oh, I'm stoked. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully I get there. It's my first ever flight. That's 20 hours. I've never (laughs) done anything over six. Now that does sound, it's going to be rough. That's a job. It's going to be, it's (laughs) going to be a new PR for me. 20 (laughs) hours on one plane. Uh, then we're doing it's 23 on the way there, 20 on the way back. And on the way back, it's literally just, um, two flights just straight South, uh, or it's uh, Cape town, South Africa to (laughs) Atlanta and then Atlanta to KC. But the first on the way there, it's six hours to Boston. Twelve hours to Amsterdam, ten hours to uh, Cape Town. Do you have
1: a big layover in Amsterdam, or is it? It's like a
2: one hour, dude. Uh, so it's I like say, very possible, and we don't get into, into Cape Town until nine thirty p.m. Oh wow! So and it's like there's nothing else you can do. We leave at nine a.m. on a- in Amsterdam. We leave here, at nine a.m. Here, Amsterdam. Here's some
0: then, advice for you: Don't eat a bunch of that barbecue the day before you travel, dude.
2: Well stated, you
3: know,
2: valid point. My stomach is, is not the same as it used to be. I used to be able to get away with anything, you know, Mm -hmm. now if I just have like one grape or something that's like off, my body just goes into like shutdown for like three days. Just body hates health foods. <laughs> dude, you know what's something crazy? My dad I'm talking French about, fries, what's dude? going on? Hey, my dad has Crohn's disease and he legitimately like can't do roughage like at all. Yeah, so yeah. like he like if it's the more processed, the better his body does with it. It's for real. Beautiful. He eats like chips and Twinkies and he's like one seventy. Feels great. For real though. Yeah. He like can't have That's salad. Impressive. Yeah. He can't have lemonade. Like he can't have all the most random things because it just tears his stomach mm. apart. Crazy.
0: Now that we're done talking about, you know, defecation, uh, how is you guys' experience on uh, 75 hard?
2: Uh,
3: so I failed my fourth time doing it, uh, about 20 days ago. My wife finishes today, like her last days today. How'd so, you fail? Something dumb. It's something you didn't dumb. take a picture. You know, what's uh, funny. I didn't take a picture. Well, so the night before, you know, like you, I like to say that I work pretty decently hard, right? A lot of hours at times and, and be productive, right? Not busy productive, but anyways, so worked all day, had an event at night. The event lasted till 10 30, 11 o'clock at night, get home from the event. And it was a phenomenal, it was a blues game. Like what a great event to, to mm-hmm. work. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're the official energy drink of the St. Louis blues now, which is freaking awesome. That is cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I get home and I have a second workout. All right. Well, you got two options. It's, 1130, midnight, whatever, you got to go out and do it or not. And I'm also choosing to run one mile every day this year. So today is day 75 and I haven't missed a day. So I'm like, I'm gonna go do my outdoor workout. So mind you, this is the hardest part of this for me is to do cardio and then do it at 1 a.m. in the dark by yourself. Your wife's in bed with your dog sleeping. You know that you can get in there. Nobody will ever know. You can check that box. It's not taking a progress photo, right? Because like that's something somebody technically could ask you to see. Mm -hmm. So I do it. Next day, I wake up at you know relatively early time. So it's not like I was way out of my schedule, but for some reason, I just woke up and forgot. And then the next day, was when I look back and
2: I was like, "Wait the a worst. second, the timestamps and the photos, there's just no, it's just." And, just like, f- photo, and I'm like, "Photo, you really
3: forgot?" So I yeah. And so I'm telling myself, "I'm like, no, dude, you took a photo." And I'm like, you know, go, I'm like looking in the camera roll in the app, and I'm like, yeah. "No, the app." Did, and I'm starting to justify. I'm like, "The app must have broke. Like it must have been the, the 75 <laughs> yeah. hard app." And I'm telling, and I'm like and i'm sitting there what day like, was this this is bo-
2: uh 55ish Dear God, right? dude they happened to me on 23 and i was devastated mm. so i'm fit. it's and th- so, well, th- th- what th-
3: sucks th- is my wife is still crushing it like she mm-hmm. is a high performer badass like she is better than me in basically every way um so like it's now it's like demoralizing for me because i know my wife's going to fucking crush the rest of this and it's finish just, it out yeah. and she hasn't missed a beat like yeah. as soon as i she told gets her done and she's like pussy yeah, yeah as soon as i told her she's <laughs> like uh Okay. And I'm like, Oh, like, are you, are you cool? She's like, yeah, I'm still going to keep a fucking going. And I was like, well, yeah, I didn't expect you to quit. She's like, well, good. Cause I'm not, <laughs> I'm like,
4: <"Okay>, uh, <laughs> <Yes. wow."> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that.
3: but no. So she, I, like part of it, my ego was hurt. But then I was like, I felt like I let her down and let myself down. Right. And I know that the thing is like, I always try to be intentional with 75 hard, like again, fourth time doing it, but there's still so much I can get out of it from the mental toughness, the discipline, all that and it's just, again, it's all relative to the individual. I know mm-hmm. the 75 days, just because you've ran a marathon before doesn't mean the next marathon's easy, right? So just because you've done 75 hard one time, this is the perfect moment of humility to remind me, like when you think you got it figured out, cause you've done it mm-hmm. three other times. I've done phase one, phase two and phase three, and I've done the whole year of live hard. So like that literally coming off of that last year, and then coming to this seventy five hard, I almost didn't do it. She was like,
2: "Oh, I want you to yeah, do it not with challenging me. enough for you anymore." Yeah, yeah. And, and then Went this, into this a little reminded me <laughs>
3: that uh, you're not as good as you think you are. Yeah, and so a little humility, a little slap in the face. But yeah, it's
2: it's not the result; it's the process. Yep. So you're only as good as um, your last however many days.
3: But the the question of seventy five hard, like that is, I think the big thing is the intent of why we're doing it. That's that's the big like. Mm-hmm understand it's not a a fitness program, right? It's not for the physical results. The physical results will come obviously. Um, 75 days following a diet, no alcohol, no cheat meals, you know, working out twice a day, all that. But what is the, what are you trying to get better at? Because a lot of people go into it with, and I know it's frustrating for you guys doing 75 hard. You see people go into it and they're like doing it as a diet program, doing it as a fitness program. And it's like frustrating because you're like, uh, you're doing you it for do the
2: completion it. of it, which is the hardest, like, dude, you're not getting it. Like, right. It's not, let's do, you know, let's not, let's not do 75 days and then go back to where we used to do things.
3: If you're day 76 is like, you're waiting for the, crumb, and this is no offense to the barbecue thing. Sure. Like if you're waiting for the crumble cookie or you're waiting to go pig out at a buffet, you probably didn't do it with proper intent is what I tell most people. There's exceptions to that rule. For sure, there's always no, exceptions. it's just like it's not like but, a
2: date, it's not like at midnight I'm calling this place, right? No, it's I, literally it's really like only, the first meal I eat off plan is going to be this meal, yeah, yeah. Which, is, which is totally fine. But like yeah. people
3: obsess over it, right? They post about it on their stories and all yeah. this. And I, I've done bodybuilding shows, I was the same way. That's, I'd literally be up at like I wake up at 2 a.m. and I'd watch like the Instagram videos of like them pouring chocolate over cakes. And oh shit. dude.
2: When people complain you about know. like when they're on a diet or they're on a prep or like they're on 75 heart, it's like one of my least favorite things. And they post like a photo of something that like they wish they could have. Yeah. And they're like, they're like oh, drinking a mocktail and not a cocktail. And you're like, you chose this, yeah. dude. Why yeah, are you Why like you're whining on social media right now for something that you also want people to be proud of you for at the same mm-hmm. time? Think about weird. how messed up that is. Fucking weird. You chose this, dude. It's all good.
3: Well, and I think people are getting away from that like badge of honor of like, how much am I suffering? I know me and Kyle specifically talked about this, like, especially in the, the show world, like bodybuilding shows specifically. Mm-hmm. People talk about how much they're suffering. The good thing about 75 Heart is for the most part, the culture behind it. People don't do that. They talk about the positives that they're getting out of it, which is amazing. Like that's an incredible thing. So I'm not trying to bad talk, say that there's this big issue with the culture because the culture behind 75 hard and the program is phenomenal for the most part. Mm -hmm. But when somebody's obsessing over that food, I, I, I like to think like I question, like, is your intent there? Because the first time I did it, let's go back to the rewind. The first time I did it was the first time Andy did it. He texted a group of us and was like, yo, I'm doing this. You guys in blah, blah, blah.
2: You get, that, like, you get that 10 K.
3: Yeah. What? No, no, it was, that was the store one. That my was bad. different. Oh, was Don't get me started on that. He it it is salty yeah. about it. Salty. Um, but no, long story short, I did it the first time and it took me like, it was like two, three weeks later before me and my now wife, she did it with me, um, to eat something that was like off plan. I remember we were at like a, anyways, it took me like two or three weeks because we had no intent behind, like, I was like, I feel so freaking good. Why would I go back? Right, right. And it's just we talked Everything. about it. It's like
2: a self-respect thing at this point now yeah. where it's like, I mean, I know that all of us who have had eating uh, issues in the past or yo-yoed in your life, it's like, you look at things from like a completion standpoint or like, you know, I'll, I'll get in shape for this vacation yep. and then I'll have fun on vacation. And then you in your head are like, you have all the intentions of like getting right back on, you know what I mean? And then like one day turns into two and you know what I'm saying? The unraveling of, of your bad habits is not an overnight process. It's like, you just don't even recognize your habits 90 days later. You know what I mean? Um, I want to ask, um, you guys a follow up question, but I want to hear your story as well, Jake, as far as, uh, you know, what was your last yeah. few days, of 75 yeah. hard and what'd you do afterwards?
1: Um, so, so it's been a while. It's probably been at least seven months since I completed it. Mm-hmm. Um, tried three times, done it twice, failed once. Um, in the last few days, I actually, the last day I ended up running a half marathon. And at the time, like I really wasn't into running mm-hmm. and I understood like, Hey, like you got to get uncomfortable, right? Like if I've done 75 hard, if I've done 75 days of this, like how can I show to myself that like I've gotten some out of it and it's doing shit I hate. Mm-hmm. So I went on a marathon run or half marathon run and uh ever since that it actually like motivated me to get in shape and mm-hmm. start doing like endurance events and stuff like that so right. really just pushing past your limits so to say um and getting uncomfortable but after 75 hard i just rolled right into phase 1 mm-hmm. so i didn't take any time off cuz i had so much momentum built and i felt super good um and one thing i've noticed with 75 hard i don't know if it's doing the program or cuz i would like to say i'm a structured guy and i i i
2: a you lot of the you same like the shit. discipline,
1: yeah. But I do a lot of the same things every single day. Like with me being outside of seventy-five hard. But when I want seventy-five hard, I just I I, I picture thing or I, I think bigger, if you will. So I'm like I'm thinking um, bigger, thinking down the road, and the visualization part of you know one of the phases that helped me out a lot um your
2: intentionality sounds like it's a lot stepped up exactly Mm -hmm. exactly
1: so uh nothing really changed after um still read still do the two workouts and i'm not technically on it i drink here and there Mm -hmm. um you know do
2: you remember your your big meal that you were excited about
1: Uh, no i don't
2: what about you kyle what's your what's your what are your thoughts
0: i'm not i don't i haven't really been having any cravings so i'll probably just continue to eat the same i might increase this liar told (laughs) me
2: recently that he had a huge craving it was a donut
0: that, Dude, donuts that, are always that happened. Donuts uh, are so that amazing. happened like a month and a half ago. Sweet. That, I said that was. I said that was the though? only craving that I've had. Okay. I need to increase my calories because I can feel that I'm. I've been running in, in a calorie deficit for too long, and I'm just. I I told myself at the beginning of this, I'm going to do 2,700 calories a day, 200 grams of protein a day, and I'm not going to care about anything else. I'm just going to track everything. And um, so I don't want to veer from that because I told myself that's what I was going to do for the whole time. But I can already, I can feel my body basically being like, all right, enough. We need to start increasing calories and get back into a maintenance calorie and maybe start building my calories back up um, phase. And so I'll probably start doing that when I get done.
2: What do you guys think for detractors on 75 hard? Because I think, uh, This is something where I feel like if anybody's listening to this podcast and they've gotten this far, they're not a detractor, right? Mm -hmm. But we will have listeners who have maybe tried it or done it or interested in doing it, but they hear a lot of people talking shit. And it's definitely something that I see a lot of people talk shit on. And the frustrating thing for me is, is that not a single person that has talked shit on it, not one that I've ever, ever seen has ever completed it. Mm -hmm. Not a single person. That's just so frustrating. It's like, I can respect people who do a bodybuilding show and say, you know what, I think that's going to be the only one I do. Yeah, it wasn't for me. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that, you know, but I but I did it, you know, and something I can say I've done. Mm-hmm. But man, the amount of shit talking that there is for seventy five hard from literally nobody who's done it—it's crazy to me. But sorry, what do you guys think? What's the most thing you hear? The what's the thing you hear the well, most? I, I think guess people. Do you see what i was saying? Right, like I'm not, What
1: Colin was saying, people think it's a diet diet plan, and they're just trying to get in shape. And you know, if you go into that with that mindset. you're 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 wrong right right and i think people tie you know just yes you will see physical results but it's more about the mental side of things that's that's going to change over the time if done correctly
2: Mm -hmm. it's creating self-belief i mean you're keeping the promises to yourself every single day i mean it's a it's a it's a tough it's like a mental toughness challenge really Mm -hmm. it's so frustrating on that side of things man i I told somebody yesterday that day i was on i was at the i was at the gym and like oh my god how many pounds have you lost yeah i was like oh what if I was trying to gain yeah. like F you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, what if I was like trying to just transform muscle? You know what I mean? You have no yeah. idea. They're like, oh, how many pounds are you down? Like I know so many people have lost so much weight on that. I'm like, totally not the goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Go ahead. Sorry, Colin.
3: No, don't be sorry. Uh, I think one of the things is anytime you get outside of that norm, like anytime you get, you, you break the narrative, right? Like sure. There's going to be some, some feedback or, or kickback rather. Uh, and I think that's what 75 hard is because when people first hear it, they think 75 days no alcohol and it, all these things these habits that we've that we're we're going against right are things right. that people have had solidified in their life for oh, 20 30 40 challenging years challenging a lot of beliefs there and so no you have to think not only that but also then it Puts a, a shines a light on their shortcomings so like right. let's be real part of that is a projection of their own ability or lack of ability in their head to do that yeah they don't so value that discipline you and, know like and, I'd rather drink or I'd rather eat and or that's I'd rather, okay for know, them sure but like what is your goal in life now if you're telling me you're trying to be you know, the most disciplined person in the world. And you're saying 75 days without alcohol and no chi- it, the five tasks is too much for you. And you're saying, I want to be super disciplined and I want to be a high achiever and a high, you know, uh, uh, have a crazy work ethic and be super disciplined and you're not willing to do that. Then we can have that conversation. But for the people who discredited or talk trash on it, I just assume they don't want to get much better than where they're at. And that's okay too. Like I'm totally cool with that. Like not everybody wants to be uh, a couple, you know, business owners and run a company and, and help people impact people and help impact their employees for better. And that's fine as well. So I think whenever I see that I'm not discrediting those people's opinions, but what I, what that's telling me is like, they don't want to do that. Just like if you say, Colin, you know, I'm going to run a hundred mile race. And I was like, that seems silly to me and I'm not going to do it. It doesn't make me a bad person. It just means I'm not interested in that. Now where it goes the other way is like, why do my habits and what I choose to do affect you? So like when people talk trash on it, it's like, why are you saying that, you know, what I'm choosing to do, what I'm choosing to eat, how I'm choosing to move my body. It's just like when you go to a, a relative's birthday party oh, or whatever, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, is that on the diet or, or it's like, oh, are you going to have any drinks tonight? And you're like, no, I'm not. And there, it's like this big issue that you're not drinking or you're choosing not to eat all the bull crap when yeah, it, man, ultimately it's like, why is that affecting <laughs> That's the, the
2: projections thing we were talking about. I mean, yeah. like, you are trying, you're saying without saying, it makes them uncomfortable that you're like, I don't choose the same lifestyle that you do, and I think I'm better for it. Yeah. You're it's, saying it without saying it. So I have to literally tell customers in the store, like, do not tell people you're on a diet. Everybody would love for you to fall off because yep. they need to feel good about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and I've done this to people as a kid. You know what I mean? Like, as a younger guy, if I'm trying to get Kyle to eat Taco Bell, I've talked about that on the podcast. I try to get him to eat Taco Bell. He's like, no man, I'm on a diet. I'm like, you are done. Look (laughs) at you, man. (laughs) Just have a taco. And he's Uh like, no man, I'm trying to lean it. I'm like, Oh God. Okay. So if I'm going to have a taco, by the way, I'm not choosing Taco Bell. Yeah, he he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it. But I mean, when you're 21 years old, it's cold. Anyways,
0: Uh, it's as much that (laughs) as detractors are leveraging popularity of something to increase their visibility. And, um, Feeling threatened. So, w- within the world of like fitness professionals, like coming at it, it's like, um, this is a trendy thing to talk about this is about. not, this is um, not to throw my two cents on it this is not yeah yeah this is not uh taking a personal trainer's place you know what i'm saying um and it's also you know like I said it's it, when anything becomes popular in the world of content it's like everybody's got to cut uh you know a piece of content giving their two cents on it it's dude I, like, did anybody
2: else notice like okay we're chiefs fans like after the super bowl there was like two weeks of just like Patrick Mahomes cheats on girlfriend or wife or like, and you're like, what the hell? I've never seen any of these. These are all just like BS videos of people just taking a really, really trendy thing that's going on right now and and trying to turn it into content, you know, try to turn it into money. So I get all that aspects of it, but I just, you know, the amount of people that I had reach out to me after the first podcast we did on 75 hard that were just like, dude, like, thank you. You guys like hit the nail on the head with so many things. Like I get so much shit for doing 75 hard. I'm like, wow, okay. I mean, like, has any of these people done 75 hard? She's like, well, no. You know, I'm like, well, of course not. Yep. You know, so like, it's the uh, it's dude, and this is the other thing that I think is is funny to think about when it comes to it is if we were to create our own, right? Like, people have done this numerous times, right? Where they like do their own version of it. Well, I'm doing 75 hard, but it's kind of like my version of it, right? And you're like, oh, okay, 75 soft. 75 I had a medium. buddy tell me that
0: he was doing yeah. that, and yeah. he was serious. And mm-hmm. I was, like, super supportive of him. I'm like, yeah. oh, if you've got stipulations you're sticking to, go for it. That's man. what I mean. Yeah. But it's
2: funny that, you know, because Andy creates this thing out of thin air, which is the truth, um, has the, you know, the cowboy whatever his name is. What's his name? Iron Cowboy Iron James. Cowboy James. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has him on the podcast. And, like, literally next the following week, he's like, I'm doing this. Yeah. And it's a thing, you know. And if we created a thing that we called our thing, right, like, for whatever reason, we already don't think it's got as much legitimacy. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like no one else has done it. Like, it's like you write your own challenge and you might not be as honorable to it because it doesn't have a a million people behind you. That's done it and seen success. You're not going to love the idea of falling through as much. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. It's weird. You like, you write it down on a a pencil on paper and you're like, it's not, it's just not the same for whatever reason. Yeah.
3: Well, my thing with 75 Hard, if you look at the tasks, none of the tasks individually, if I told somebody, and so I have somebody very close to my family who is a detractor, a degree. Yeah, yeah, she's phenomenal, incredible human being. When mm-hmm. she first heard of 75 Hard, she's a trained she's master's degree in dietetics and nutrition. She's a dietitian, registered oh, yeah. dietitian. So her first inclination was, oh my gosh, no, it's yeah. too restrictive.
2: There's a restrictive restriction oh it and it's a limit. I, and,
0: I legitimately, when somebody says that, I'm like, there is no, you can do whatever diet you want. Right. Mm-hmm. So you write yourself a diet that's a perfect diet. Just follow that.
3: Yeah. So, <laughs> so and that's having like, that conversation with her. And that's really what it was. Cause she was like, oh, you know, it's too restrictive and all that. And, and I got where she was coming from. I was like, I totally get, it you should be able to chug booze. And- yeah. 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 You should get that
0: girl. I mean, whoever yeah. this is in your family to peel back the layers. Like, Hey what's going on in your head? Like why, what, what is, what is it about, um, another program or somebody doing something like that, that is causing you to have that knee jerk reaction. So I think it it says a lot more about the person that's having the knee jerk reaction than anything. Mm
3: -hmm. Well, and that's what, that's actually what I did. So I was like, all right, individually, if I tell you to read 10 pages a day out of a a book that would help you personally develop, is that a bad thing? No. Drinking a gallon of water? No. Taking a progress photo. Somebody could argue that certain individuals out there are going to, have a negative effect if they take that progress photo and they're gonna use it and they're gonna stare at it and they're gonna be like, oh my gosh, and they're gonna pick apart their imperfections. Well, yeah. he never says yeah. you one, you have to post no. on social media, never says you have to, to look at it. I, I literally your don't look if at you the, don't want to do it. Don't I do take it. the photo and I move on with my day. Like okay. that's what I do. Okay. Sure. So if you go through the tasks individually, is what I did with her. I said, none of these are bad. In the 45-minute outdoor workouts, people work out for an hour and a half at one time, crossfit, bodybuilding, powerlifting. My powerlifting sessions were two to two and a half hours at times. Might have been a little excessive, but mm-hmm. when you're doing 75 freaking sets of squats, I worked out longer when I did every other style of training rather than 75 hard, and that's total 45 indoor or both outdoor, whatever. But like, mm-hmm. and one can be a walk, or both can be a walk. Like he, he specifies oh, yeah, dude. that. Sundays
2: are usually double walk days. And for when me. you
3: individually break down the five tasks in and say, hey, are any of these bad? They're like, no. I'm like, okay, so doing them consistently would that be bad? No. Well, it's the fact that you can't just like on a Saturday night, like have a beer. It's for 10 and a half weeks, 10 and a half weeks flies by. So we talked about 10 years flying by 10 and a half weeks, 75 days, you know, we'll just say, you know, 11 weeks Here's is, my. Is, is such a short lived period of time to develop skills. And nobody says you have to do it. Just don't talk like, don't talk good about it or don't talk bad about it. Like there's no reason. to Yeah. That's, that. like, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. it's
2: just, it's such a hot button for people. I don't understand why. By the way, she
3: completed 75 hard and loved it, crushed it, (laughs) did amazing. And like once we broke it down and my mom was 68, she did it, loved it.
0: I've gone through so many different phases of feeling like, oh yeah, you need to have leniency. You need to have, you know, blah, blah, blah. You need to be easy on people. You need to give them this break and blah, blah, blah. You know, if it fits your macros, but if you still want to have a little cheat day, whatever. Um, I don't think that's good for our country. Like, if you look at what's happening to our country and the obesity rates and and what's happening with, you know, mental health and all that, it's like his leniency when I feel the We're best just getting
2: further and further away from, you know, having high standards for yep. yourself. That's, that's yeah. Right. That's really, and you and know, it's it like, you to.
0: know, I just, I, I don't know. I just don't know if that's a positive thing for most people. I think most people are way too lenient on themselves and it's like some discipline would help you. At the, the end of the day, like yeah.
2: there's a lot of truth to, I mean, everybody, you know, mental health is obviously a huge topic. And, um, I think we all have bats of, you know, things that you go through mentally as well. Right. Like, um, the the issue that I think really when it comes down to all this leniency is there's no one there to help you in this in the times when is that you being lenient or is that you being weak? You know what I'm saying? like do you, right. should you are you being hard on yourself because of just like the circumstances? Or are you being hard on yourself because of the decision that you made? and you might blame the circumstances. Versus the person that obviously, like, made the decision. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I had a recent somebody text me that was looking for help, and they were just feeling really down, and they were just like, this is what this has done to me. I was like, oh, you chose that. Yeah. Ooh, you just completely, you know, skated over the uh, personal responsibility factor. And, uh, you know, it's again, extenuating circumstances, of course. There's asterisks to everything. But by and large, man, it's like you're in control um, of your own life. You can do these things. It's not a thing. Life doesn't happen to you, you know? And so I think that's why, you know, Andy's really big on his podcast. He's like, I don't like to go down the mental health route very long because so many people use it as a scapegoat to completely Mm -hmm. negate their own, you know, lack of action, you know? And that's where I think that it's dangerous is because we're pushing for this. Like, no, 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 no. Don't be too hard on people. It's like, well, dude. How, do you, how else are they going to get this result that they want? Mm-hmm. They don't know any better. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the hard way is usually the way. Yeah. Yep. So uh, we can, I'll get off my soapbox, but it's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's really difficult to try to convey that to somebody, especially young people that we have working for us now. It's like, you know, dude, um, I got to say this, Nick Saban, his, his line that is like the absolute best five, you know, like little clip, like, like little one minute clip, really He's like, you know, these young guys I take talk to now, he's like they think they have all these choices. They just think that like they can just get this or that and skip the work and he's like the truth is it just takes what it takes. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's it. Takes what it takes. They think they can do it different. They could, you know, the grass is greener here. I can just do it my way and it's like you'll find out eventually. Pay now or pay later. Mm-hmm. Yep. Takes what it takes.
0: I think that's a good. uh, I think that's point. a good stopping
2: point for us. We appreciate one. you guys. Uh, well, oh, c- coming a, on? We can apply you know? the question. We have a question. We ask every one of our guests. Hey, okay. and that is, what is your favorite barbecue in Kansas City? Dude, where's, I was where's the spot to go? I, I was going to ask you that, but we'll so tell we, you where to go. Okay, I, well, Wo- where Wolfpack yeah, Barbecue? Wolfpack Barbecue. Last name's Wolf. Yeah. Slaps. Hey, dude.
0: Throw, you got the shirt with you? Look, I look you like, got the shirt with you. You guys are going to be in town for like a month, right? Good yeah. old month. Th- places yep. you have to go is Jack Stack. You got to go to Q39. You got to go to Slaps, and I guess Jeff's got a new spot. His Wolf's Barbecue.
1: Somebody DM me the other day. I'm gonna I'm gonna look because they Raven. it probably was, it wasn't Wolfpack.
0: It's probably gonna be some trash, Arthur Bryant's like or Bryan's.
2: or uh, Gates. There's like the classics, which they're good, man. They're good. They're all good. But I will tell you right now, St. Louis does not mess around. Of course, St. Louis style ribs are a deal. Okay, and uh, Sugar Fire. Absolutely kills it. I would, w- I genuinely wish they would open up one here because I would take, sh- I like go out of my you way like to sugar have Sugar Fire. Really? Is Pappy still there? Love it. Yeah, Pappy's. St- well, I do I Oh, uh, so. Salt and Smoke, phenomenal mm-hmm. in St. Louis. Yeah, super good. What is, what are you trashing? You're going to go trash Sugar Fire, Jake? Dude, what's going sad, on here? It's
1: overrated. They closed down in Edwardsville, man.
2: I mean, I don't disagree that a franchise isn't going to be as good as obviously one location. I mean, I think the quality stays high in here in Kansas City because there's literally only like a couple that have multiple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's difficult to scale a restaurant. Really, really difficult.
0: Joe's here has multiple locations. Joe's and Jack Stack
2: have pretty much. I think Jack Stack's mastered it. I mean, they've really mastered it as far as uh, you know multiple locations. But dude, it's tough. Man, Sugar Fire and and you know, I mean, I had it in Denver and it was awesome. But okay, their sides kill
3: it. Besides barbecue, what is Kansas City known for food wise? Because like St. Louis has no, no. toasted ravs, emos, yeah, yeah. Ted we don't Drews. we don't do any of that. We
0: just, just barbecue. It's just barbecue. Just
3: barbecue. But, but no because desserts. there's so many different types and
2: so I, I, forth, I've yeah, also heard it.
0: we're we're known
2: for cinnamon rolls. So. That's news to me. Yeah, really? yeah news
3: mm-hmm. to me. I'm a big fan of cinnamon rolls. Yeah, Luke i are the best cinnamon
2: rolls. rolls. Oh, we've got some pretty, like, here, I will say this, like, we do have some phenomenal restaurants, um, and bars that get a lot of attention based on just like how well they run or whatever. The first ever chicken and pickle is here. Okay. And uh chicken and pickle is just coming to the streets of St. Charles right now in St. Louis. And they are a Mecca. They're humongous. I know that yeah, you guys we, just got, my, what's a uh, spot? It's like well, my X father, in all, he's
1: building one of, one of those, there you go. um, in O'Fallon or Shiloh area. Is he? Yeah. Oh, it's wow. Massive. I have they're,
2: they're that. incredible, but they're, and their food's really good. Really? And so like, that's where people usually mess up, right? They rely on like food trucks or, yep. you know, some random, like kind of cafeteria style food, but like they do wood fired chicken and uh, their chicken okay. wings are solid. We, okay. Kyle and I are huge on the chicken wings from there. I'm down. I'm down to give so it a shot. So you guys will have Can't to check it, it. check it
0: out, check out the barbecue, let everybody know where they can find you guys. For so real. they can hit you up on Instagram, and you can drop off uh, first Form energy drinks to them. Hey, first Form energy drinks, yeah, bars, yeah. and all yeah. the be- we, meat we sticks. We got
1: you goods. We got you goods. i um, mm. Jake, J-A-K-E. <laughs>
3: dot A dot Wolf W O L F F on IG. Mine's uh, Mister underscore Stark underscore Iron or Man. Or Instagram uh, only feet. Okay, <laughs> only feet. You <laughs> know, <laughs> I got soft feet. Mister underscore like... Mr. underscore Stark underscore Iron Man. I love Classic. it. I made it in like eighth grade, and I, I, I it, it goes. It it's fine you cool. know how many iron
2: man's you done i did a half iron man randomly one day it works yeah yeah now you yeah. just have to put the little half symbol in front of it you know? yeah get yeah, the yeah. T- <laughs> get the tattoo get a half of a yeah, tattoo 70.1 on iron man
3: oh man yep i gotta do a full now you know That's all actually. right bros appreciate, hey, appreciate you guys, guys. coming appreciate on you guys.
0: Appreciate you thank you, coming. you see you guys see you guys